So here's the big question. How are entrepreneurs like us, who have been hustling and struggling to make it to success, who seem to make it one step forward, only to fall two steps back, who are dedicated, determined, and driven, how do we finally break through and win? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Brian Kelly, and this is the Mind Body Business Show. Hello, everyone, and welcome, welcome, welcome to the Mind Body Business Show. Super excited for tonight's show. We have not just one, not two, not three, but four, four amazing guest experts who are joining me tonight right here on this here very stage. They are waiting in the wings at this moment. So let's get busy, shall we? The Mind Body Business Show. That is a show about what I call the three pillars of success. And that came about as a result of my studying of only successful people the last decade or so. And these patterns kept bubbling to the top. And those patterns being mind, which is mindset. You know, each and every successful person to a person had a very uh, powerful and flexible mindset. So I learned that and said, need to implement that. And then body. Body is about literally taking care of yourself through uh, nutrition and through exercise, exercising on a regular basis. And again, that was another pattern of very successful people. And then business. These successful people had mastered the skill sets that were necessary to create and maintain and grow a thriving business. And they're wide and varied. It's like um, marketing, sales, team building, systematizing. It goes on and on and on. Uh, leadership. I, it, there's no one person, in my humble opinion, that could master every single one of these. And all you have to do is master just one. And I actually mentioned one of those. It was in it was in that list. I don't know if anyone caught that. But if you master just one of those uh, skill sets, then you're good to go. And that skill set is, you ready? It's leadership. So when you've mastered the skill set of leadership, you can then delegate those skills off to people who have those skill sets. See where I'm going. Good. And that's what successful people do the ones that I studied anyway over a course of about 10 years. And that's what this show is about. Is a, It's a show for entrepreneurs, by entrepreneurs. And I got four guests waiting and I'm not going to wait any longer. So I think we should just bring them on. What do you think? Let's do it. It's time for the guest expert spotlight. Savvy, skillful, professional, adept, trained, big league, qualified. And there they all are, these amazing, beautiful guests on the Mind Body Business Show. How are you all doing? Phenomenal. Doing Excellent. Yeah, all together, too. That was phenomenal. I love that. <laughs> so real quick, uh, all of you, I hope you don't mind for just a moment. want to do some housekeeping. I wanted to mention to everyone watching here live that if you stay with us to the end, you can win a five-night stay at a five-star luxury resort. All compliments of our friends at TheBigInsiderSecrets.com. You see them flying by on the bottom of the screen right now. And it's an amazing, amazing uh, vacation stay. And stay on to the end and you'll learn how you can enter to win that wonderful prize. And we also have this. If you're struggling with putting on a live show and it's overwhelming and you want a lot of the processes done for you while still enabling you to put on a high quality show and connect with great people like the ones we have tonight and to grow your business all at the same time, then head on over to carpetbombmarketing.com. Carpet Bomb Marketing, saturate the marketplace with your message. And one of the key components that is contained in the Carpet Bomb Marketing courses, and this is one that you'll learn how to absolutely master, is the very service we used to stream our live shows right here on the Mind Body Business Show. Over the course of the past, now it's over nine years, uh, we have tried many of these quote unquote TV studio solutions for live streaming. And I'll tell you right now, StreamYard is the best of the best. It combines supreme ease of use along with unmatched functionality. So go ahead, you can start streaming high quality, professional live shows for free Yes, I said it for free with StreamYard right now. 
visit this website and do this after the show's over. Take notes while the show's going. So write this down, ryp.im forward slash, slash, I can say it, stream live. ryp.im forward slash stream live. Fantastic. Now let's get to the, the real fun. And the fun is these amazing people. Dylan, <laughs> Julie, Tim, Christian, how are y'all doing tonight? Thank you for being on this amazing show. Yes. So what I'd like to do is open it up, let the folks get to know you just a little bit. Now, okay, guys, we're talking 60 seconds or less, all right? Just just to lay it low here. But uh, we'll just go in order. I usually go ladies first, but let's just go around the circle. It's easier for me who's running the show. So, uh, <laughs> And that's what's important, right? So, right. <laughs> so let's start with, uh, with Dylan Schinholzer. Go ahead, take it away. Give us a little brief uh, background about you, what you do, and your business. Yeah, absolutely. So like you said, my name is Dylan Schinholzer. Um, I own a couple different businesses. I'm owner of a company called Experience Events, which is event management. I'm also the director of business development at a virtual event and event ticketing and virtual event platform called ViewStub, as well as co-host of another show called Event Masters, where I just ramble all day, every day about how to produce better experiences. It's really all I know and love to do is events. And, and that is that is my less than 60 second pitch about myself. That's a good one, too. And I'll tell everybody, uh, I've spoken with you in person. We had a, a call some time ago. And this gentleman, Dylan, is made of integrity and great character. So uh, reach out to him if you need any assistance in any of the areas he talked about. Or if you just want to say hi to a really great guy, then yeah. get in contact with him. And at the end of the show, we'll go through that. Please, somebody remind me if I forget <laughs> how to contact each of you, because that's very important to me that people... This is the reason I bring this show to the forefront is for, is to bring people like you into the lives of those who may not know who you are yet. And even those that do to experience even more of your brilliance and your experience and your knowledge and your value. It's not about me. This is about you. Always, always, every time I have one guest. Usually uh, I'm I just feel like I'm in this big family right now. It's freaking <laughs> awesome. Uh, but let's keep moving. Uh, Julie Riley, amazing young woman. Uh, take it away. Yeah, so I am Julie Riley. I am the social media manager at StreamYard, the platform we're using right now. Um, prior to my time with StreamYard, I owned my own marketing agency. I've been in digital marketing since 2007. So the very, very early days of the start of it is when I jumped in to digital, digital marketing. And I love just being able to help others succeed in their business. Fantastic. And I will also say I have spoken with Julie in the past, both through typewritten chat <laughs> form and uh, verbally uh, on, I think it was Clubhouse first time, which was phenomenal. And yet another phenomenal person, incredible integrity and character. And yes, you're, you're going to notice there's a pattern about this with the, the remaining two. That <laughs> it's the same thing. Hopefully we can get the last one to talk a little bit. That would be nice. I'm just having fun because we were having fun before the, the show started. Uh, the, the one smiling the biggest down there with the green hood. Not, not pointing <laughs> anyone out or anything. So um, thank you, Julie, for coming on. Yes, uh, these people, Julie and Christian specifically, I know Christian's coming up here in a second. They're, they nonstop. They, they don't stop working. And it's, it's evident because of the very software resource we're using right now. It's of grand quality for a reason. And it's because of people like Julie and Christian who keep everything rolling smoothly on the back end. And, you know, Dylan's there nodding his head emphatically <laughs> because he gets it. Uh, it's a lot of work and they're doing it masterfully. And, and we appreciate you. All right. Enough uh, of the of favoritism <laughs> here. I, I felt like favoritism. Julie's all favored now. Um, <laughs> Timothy McNeely, my buddy, my friend from just a little north of where I reside, I believe, if I remember. Central California, baby. Bakersfield. Right. Yeah, my name's Tim McNeely. I, I, you know, today, so many dentists and driven entrepreneurs are just not sure if they're getting advice that really makes a difference for them. They may have a financial advisor who's giving them some advice on their investment portfolio, but they're not really sure that they're on the right track to really maximize their net worth outside of their business. And that's what I help them do is, is maximize your net worth so that you can keep taking care of the people you love, support the causes you care about, really make that difference in the world and build an amazing life of significance. And, and I love doing streaming because I get to, to talk to some of the best of the best out there and, and share the knowledge with the beautiful entrepreneurial community. And I'll tell you something on a personal note as well. Literally, we talked earlier today, Tim and I, on a Zoom call, and he just reached out to me and said, let's catch up. 
you know, I had him on the show some time ago as a, a single solo guest and he was phenomenal. And we've just kind of maintained a relationship, a friendship ever since. And he just wanted to reach out and say hi. And what's up? What do you want to talk about when we came on? And we just started talking about business and things. And he gave me resources that will help me in my business. And hopefully I, I reciprocated somehow. I don't know if I did. But that was the sure cool did. Is the, the people like Tim, like Julie, like Dylan, like Christian, that is the cloth that they are all cut from. They are here to help people. And that's why I love entrepreneurs. I love all of you. And I mean it. I do. I love you. Um, and you guys are amazing. And see, I didn't even get a crack out of Christian on that one. Jeez. I mean, <laughs> tell him I love him. Not, there we go. That's a little better. But <laughs> I'm telling you, he's working on StreamYard stuff right now as we're on this show. That, that's, I mean, I'm really I mean, trying not to, seriously. I mean, the founders, Gage and Dan. I mean, if you ever watch this, there's a message to, you know, ease up on your people. All right. I'm just having <laughs> Just having fun. All right. Timothy, you're an amazing guy. Thank you for spending your valuable time and coming on here as well as Dylan, Julie, and the ever so talkative one, Christian. And I'm not even going to attempt to uh, say your last name. I'll let you take care of that one. But uh, <laughs> welcome to the show, Christian. Let's hear all about your brilliance. Sure. Thanks a lot for uh, having me. Uh, my name is Christian Karasevich. I'm the content marketing manager at StreamYard. So pretty much anything you see on our blog that we're uh, going to soon be launching, uh, I'm, I'm the mastermind behind that. So um, I do that. In addition to that, I also host uh, live stream reviews, a YouTube show that we also do on the StreamYard YouTube channel, uh, where we invite people on to talk about their live streams and help them work through some of their problems, some of their challenges that they might be having with getting community or building a show. Um, but thanks a lot for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, my gosh. And thank you again, Christian, for your time and, and being here. I mean, he's literally building a blog while on a live show. I mean, that tells you, and, and that's a great thing. I'm not even kidding with this one. That is phenomenal. That is showing such dedication. So it's, it's more than that. It's passion. It's love. You know, if he didn't love what he's doing, I doubt, I mean, what, what time is it where you are, Christian? Uh, about nine o'clock or yeah, about nine o'clock. PM, so, ladies and gentlemen, yes, in case PM, you're watching this recording. PM, yes. <laughs> yes. In case this is the recording or you're listening to this on podcast. Uh, by the way, we're going to be on 25 different platforms after this is over. So uh, no pressure, but don't mess up. I'm just kidding. So uh, this is a you know phenomenal group of people, and I can't wait to dig in. And Christian, just what you just said, what you do uh, is right down the alley of what I was hoping to talk about tonight. It'll go organically. Uh, but I wanted to talk about, I mean, look, look at Julie and look at Christian and look at their images. Look at their video. It is gorgeous. Here, we'll start with, uh, let's see. We'll start with a really gorgeous one first. There we go. <laughs> look at that. I mean, it, if if there were nose hairs that weren't in place, we'd see them. And that's phenomenal. And there is Julie. Wow. Very beautiful. Even more beautiful. When she, I should just have her up like this all the time. And we can just talk in the background because, you know, more, maybe more people will come on. So, you know, you guys have phenomenal camera setups. And here's one thing I always like to preach to those who are getting into the live streaming game. Does it take money? Yes, it does. It takes resources. It takes cameras, microphones, uh, computer, duh, <laughs> internet, good internet, fast internet, lighting doesn't have to be fancy. What I always say, though, is do the best you can with the resources you currently have. Okay, I wanted to start it off that way because... What we're about to talk about with Julie and Christian is their cameras. They are top of the line. We're, we're not talking a uh, hundred or $200 webcam here. And, um, and I like to let ladies go first. So Julie, if you wouldn't mind opening it up with, you know, do you have a story of when you first turned on your new camera versus when you had the webcam and what that looked like and felt like? <laughs> oh my gosh. I turned that camera on and it was immediately noticeable the difference. I actually did a live on my personal Facebook page where I had, um, I logged myself in as a second user into StreamYard and had my Logitech camera that I had been using up as a camera and then had my new one. And so I could do back and forth and show everybody the difference between the two and what an upgrade that was. The Logitech served me great for years. It didn't stop me from going live, but that upgrade was immediately, I was like, oh, I can never go back down though. <laughs> so. That, so that is one thing. I mean, have you ever thought about like now, let's say you're on the road and I can imagine that at some point both you and Christian, maybe you'll be sent on the road to maybe support conventions and things that are on the road. Mm -hmm. Now you want to stream live. What are you going to do then? 
Well, you know, the, the great thing about the Sony is it's a small camera and tripods, portable ones are small. I can take it with me. But if all else fails and I'm either on my phone or I'm on my little webcam or even my built-in webcam, it's not going to stop me from going live. Is it going to be exactly what I want? No. But uh, more than likely, I'll have the Sony with me. Thank you for saying that. I mean, that, that, that spoke such volumes. Oh, people are taking notes that are watching. Uh, definitely take notes on this uh, because, look, it's, it's the show must go on. That's what I say. And this show tonight is the result of a guest who unfortunately was ill and could not make it on. So I scrambled and found these four wonderful people to say, I'll come on and do a panel with you. And that's it. The show must go on. And I'm going to either do it with people or I'll do it solo. It doesn't matter. Uh, consistency is key. And we can talk more about that, too. But I love how you're just talking about, Julie, where, look, I don't care where I'm at. If I've got something and it's my time to go live and I don't have my gear, I'm doing it. And I love that commitment. So thank you for that, uh, for everyone listening. That's important. Uh, yes, quality is important. Like I said, do the best you can with what resources you currently have. That includes wherever you are. You know, you may have a DSLR camera that Julie paid $500,000 for. And, oh, sorry, it wasn't that much. Thank God it wasn't that much. <laughs> oh, <my cow. laughs> what was what was, what was the model of that again? A Sony what? A6000. And what does it run about? Uh, it was mind? about 700. Okay. Not too bad. Not That's too not bad. bad. So a little bit less than 500,000, not much, but yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it's a phenomenal thing. And I love that. That's your attitude toward commitment. And I'll tell you, you have a similar attitude when it's anytime I go and ask for support through the backside of uh StreamYard community. I mean, like through messaging, when I say the backside, that sounded weird. Um, <laughs> When I ask for support, you're always there. I mean, you don't sleep, and I, I appreciate that. So keep not sleeping for everybody's <laughs> sake. And Christian, you do the same. So uh, Christian, what about you? When you made that initial change from whatever camera you had before to this unbelievably clear one you're looking, you're working with right now, what what did that feel like the moment you saw the difference? So that it's very interesting, actually. So this is actually what I was using before. I've been using this uh, for quite a number of years. This is a Logitech Brio. Okay. Uh, it does do 4K. Um, I, I invested in this when it initially came out, and the quality was fantastic. Um, the only thing was, though, I wanted to scale. And so this was great for, for traveling. For example, this is what I took around with me. Very super portable. It's got a, you know, the ability to put it on a tripod, fantastic. Um, but it did not allow me to scale. So I had to always take up another USB port, um, you know, and all that sort of thing. So when I moved to the Sony, the Sony looked very good. I will say the one thing you have to do, though, is you need to go through the settings. There are a few adjustments you want to change. Um, that's what's going to actually enhance your picture quality of it. Um, it's, it's a fantastic camera. Um, it's a, 60, a Sony 6400. Uh, and, and then really, I mean, the other side to it is also the lens. So I'm using a Sigma lens. Um, so that's that I think is the real big difference. I mean, you have the kit lens as it comes with, but um, I did make the investment in the uh, the additional lens, um, which I, I think that's actually what's contributing to why it looks so good. Um, but I will say, I mean, from a quality standpoint, again, I mean, start with what you have. You know, the, the key things for live streaming, I mean, audio is going to be your most important part. Yes. And then also, uh, if you, for example, are using one of these webcams, make sure you have enough light. These things look great with a lot of light. When you don't have a lot of light, you're going to see pixelation. You're going to see, you know, distortion uh, and things like that. So turn it back to you. Yeah. And especially with light, if you turn on the green screen feature, you really need to have good lighting then. That's the biggest time. I'm, I'm so glad to be liberated from that, even though I loved it. Uh, this is actually a natural wall behind me. I painted the entire studio. I actually occupy my daughter's former bedroom. She'd been out for like, nice. I've been here for four or five years now. And I finally got rid of the cartoon drawings and the yellow paint. And <laughs> I have a real, I'm a real boy now. I have a real studio. This is awesome. That looks really yeah. good, by the way. I was very surprised that, you know, your background, because that looks like one of the, you know, standard backgrounds people would normally bring up uh, during a live stream. One that has, you know, the, um, the gradient going around the outside. So whoever did the painting on that, fantastic job. Why? Thank you, Ramon. My wife did most of the work, to be honest. But uh, I, I have if you help, want, oh, God, oh, that helps with that. 
Yeah. If you want that comparison between cameras, right? Christian was just talking about the Logitech Rio. That's what I'm on. And you can see the massive quality difference between, you know, Christian and Julie versus the webcam. So, right, huge step up. Yeah, we'll point that out in glowing detail right now. <laughs> you green screen though, right? <laughs> yeah, green yeah screen? I have a green screen. Yeah. And your sound, Christian, is is smooth. I mean, you have a great radio voice and having that microphone. I think we'll pivot to that too. And then uh, Dylan, what are your thoughts on cameras? And have you gone from one to where yours looks actually really decent right now? You're on green screen, correct? Correct. Yeah. And it Absolutely. looks really clean. You've done a good job with all the lighting. It's almost like you've done this before I'm, and you know what you're doing. I try. Uh, yeah. So I actually, when I first started doing it, I started live streaming back on my phone. And then I used my, like when this whole pandemic hit, I was using the one inside your laptop and realized very quickly, I was like, you know, I'm on calls all day, live streaming shows and stuff. I was like, I got to set my game up. So I haven't made that leap yet to the DSLR, but I will. I'm on a, a web or a Logitech, uh, one of the models. I won't even lie because I'm not uh, that tech savvy. I bought the, the, it was expensive for Logitech. So I bought it. I was like, it's got to work. Um, so yeah, so that's where I'm at. I, and I, and I agree heavily. I think it, it comes down to, cause we get asked it. I know, uh, you guys get asked it. It comes down to what you can uh, afford at the moment, but, and then always trying to push the limits of production value, right? Like my, my background is just, it was a wall. It was just like random yellow wall. And, and now it's a, I have a giant green screen wallpaper now. And, and so now I can be wherever I want, which is concerts. So that's where I want to be. And that's where I'm going to be. <laughs> and you're the one on the stage, brother. Not I, in the I, audience. No, I'm actually the guy behind the stage. Uh, <laughs> I never want to be. This is. It's actually weird for me to be in front of people. I'm. I'm the guy behind the stage telling people to get on the stage, <laughs> pushing them forward. Yeah. Well, you do a good job, Dylan. Uh, I wouldn't know any different. Uh, maybe that your calling is to step out from behind and be on front more often. Well, we will see. 2021 <laughs> has a. 2021 has a lot of stuff. In the, you got a long way to go. And I hey, got he, super bored in 2020, so might as well talk. There you go. <laughs> I mean, I've gotten to know you a little bit over time, and, and you're, you've got a great personality, and I think uh, you're, you need to shine in front of more people. That's my humble opinion. Uh, well, I appreciate that. In the front, not behind the scenes. It's okay to be behind the scenes on occasion, but someone like you with your personality and your integrity, your character, get out there, buddy. Uh, we, it's a disservice if we don't get to see you. Let me put it that way. That's what a, that's what a mentor of mine said. He was like, "Dude, you're you're actually being selfish by not t talking more and and getting it out." Because, like I said at the beginning, I only want to help more people do create better ex experiences and events and and make them flow better and make them more money at the human possible. And at the end of the day, I just want to travel the world with cool people and do cool things. But I've learned a lot, and a lot of people need some of that experience. So I, I got I got go. a stern talking to by one of my mentors. He was like, "Dude." And I was like, all right. So, <laughs> all right, I promise. So I started live streaming and it had to get better cameras, better lights going on. And it's crazy up here in my little command center of all these different lights and webcams and monitors and everything you need to do to pull these shows off. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Christian, go ahead. So I want to throw something in there real quick. So we talked about like various types of cameras. So if you're just getting started, you know, use that built-in laptop the webcam. So then you can take it up a notch. You can go to the Logitech. So the C920, 922, that's about, I think about a 60 to $70 webcam. So don't, don't overpay by the way. Uh, it's about 60 to $70. Get it from Logitech probably. Um, if you can't, if you find an astronomical price on Amazon, you know, move up to like the Brio, for example, um, if your budget allows it, that's about $150 camera and then move up to a DSLR. So for example, Julie's got that, uh, the Sony, 6,000. Mm -hmm. But I would also say if you happen to have a smartphone, uh, this is also a, this can be used as a webcam. And this is essentially, if you think about it, this is a thousand dollar camera because <laughs> you paid a thousand dollars for this device of sorts. Um, and this will give you some phenomenal picture quality uh, if you you know already have a smartphone and then you don't have to have the latest iPhone. It could be pretty much any iPhone and Android phone and you just need an app such as like uh, there's, a, there's one called Camo. There's one called um, Irian. Uh, so there are lots of apps out there. So don't think like, hey, I have to now go drop a bunch of money and look at the phones you have lying around. Yeah. Um, those are going to be great ways to fix your picture quality. I've and been a great going resource. live since 2015 and I only got this camera last year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, and, and that's it. You know, you keep reinvesting as you know, I, I had a good friend of mine who were business partners and he said, I'll never forget it. He said, sales drives service. 
So when you're making money, you're able to invest. You're able to up your game. And I love that. Um, yeah, and so many great points. Uh, you know, you could just set a, a phone on a tripod and your camera will look better than many people's webcams uh, for sure. And yeah. one of the things I would recommend, and this isn't just to plug StreamYard, but is to get at least get the, the free plan. Do they need any more than the free plan to be part of the community, uh, Julie? No, and they can come join the community even if they're just getting started into streaming. We, yeah. we do like everybody to have the free plan just so they have an understanding, but we'll still let you in, you know, agree to the rules. <laughs> That's the big thing. Um, and yeah, come join the StreamYard community. It's yeah. really a StreamYard community. It's, it's a very valuable place because questions like what Christian just addressed, you know, the answer to are, are often asked, you know, what do I need? I'm just starting. I'm a newbie. I see that so much in there. Uh, what can you do to help me with a camera or microphone or computer? And, mm -hmm. and you could go there if you have those questions and ask. And the community will fill in the blanks uh, wonderfully well because they're a great bunch of people, just like Tim down there who has gotten uh, pushed to the side for a while. So, Tim, is this your first camera that you've been using for, for live streaming so far? Or have, did you have one before it? Yeah, I, right. I started with, uh, you know, just a, an HD one, right? Logitech and then jumped up to the, the Brio and, you know, been happy with that so far. But, you know, it, it's interesting how the, the game keeps growing. And, and that's the thing, right? Just get started. Just just do this. You know, I, I started with just, you know, using Zoom and recording those for my interviews. And then I realized, you know, I, I need a better platform. I need a, a way to kind of do that live production. And so, you know, now I'm doing StreamYard and got, got intros. And, and so just get started with whatever you've got and and kind of you know build that proof of concept you know i recently just upgraded my lights because i bought the the cheapest lights i could at first because i just wanted to do something and so you know done is better than uh not done a lot of times yep totally agree with everything you just said and, and like what christian was saying you know if you're going to put money into anything make it the audio side of things first mm -hmm. uh if you're going to when you upgrade um you know, I, I was fortunate. I started over nine years ago streaming live. And so this is a DSLR, uh, not DSLR, good grief, XLR <laughs> microphone. It's old school. It's not even USB. So I plug it into a mixer board and then from there into my computer. And I've used it for years. It's been a, just amazing. I've never had to do anything with my sound as a result. But for you, there are great USB alternatives now. Oh, my gosh, there's so many out there. Mm -hmm. And someone like Christian could probably point you in the right way. Someone like the StreamYard community could push you in the right mm -hmm. way and tell you these are the ones. I mean, I have a I have a connection with a guy who is a sound expert and does. I've never heard of this before. He has a studio that does 4D sound. I don't even know what that means. Four dimensional. Sweet. I, mean, I don't even know what that means audibly. He, he was telling me about speakers in the ceiling. I'm like, holy moly. Uh, you don't need that, obviously, for a talk <laughs> show like this. But uh, think about the possibilities and have fun with it. The bottom line is when you get on, you go live. Enjoy yourself. I'm trying to do that a little bit with these uh, fine people tonight, and thankfully they're letting you know they're still here with me. I haven't um, upset them too great, especially Christian. I keep picking on him, the poor guy, but um, <laughs> I appreciate you all. And you know, it's okay to have fun on your show. Would you guys agree with that? Is it okay to have a little oh, bit of fun? One hundred percent. And if you're having fun, your audience is going to be having fun with you. Yo, if you're not having fun, I d I don't believe in doing anything I don't find fun. It's a life motto of mine. Like if I don't want to do it, I don't want to do it. Um, and so, yeah, but like you said, Julie, if, if you're not having fun with it, then how in the world do you expect the viewers to want to have fun or engage or interact? It, it, it's, it's, it starts with you. Absolutely. Absolutely. One of the things I wanted to pivot to, and it's something I'm deeply interested in because uh, of the, the product that came up earlier when I did the quick ad spot, I like to solve the pain points that people are having in their live streaming experiences. And I'm curious, I'll bet Julie and Christian, you guys have seen and heard a lot uh, about that. <laughs> I actually put a, had a team member of mine from my company, put a poll up in the form of a, a, um, a meme, a graphic, a, uh, what's the right word? I am having trouble with words these days. I, you know, it, it's an infographic. Yeah. That's it. It's simple. Oh. And I was a little bit shocked by the result, but I was just curious what you guys think. Like, what are the biggest pain points you're seeing or that you're having individually, Tim, if you have that as well, uh, Dylan as well. And Dylan, you probably hear about a bunch of it as well. Oh, yeah. What are the pain points you're seeing come back over and over and over again? Like, you know, it's just I'm having a horrible time trying to find another guest to come on my show if they're interview style or, you know, the tech is just blowing my mind. I don't even though StreamYard is so simple. I'm having trouble with X, Y, Z. Um, 
So let's just go around the horn. Dylan, um, if you don't mind, I put you on the spot. Can you think of any of those pain points that keep coming up over and over again? Yeah, absolutely. I I think it one, the biggest thing I see is they underestimate what it does take. So uh, totally agree in why I promote StreamYard to our clients and everyone I possibly can is because of the ease of use. But people go into it and think shows are just like setting up the webcam and they can be, but setting up the webcam and just talking, right? There's a lot of back-end stuff to this, this, these shows, and I'm learning that as doing my own now. I'm like, holy cow, I'm about to hire 15 people because this is absurd. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so I think that's the biggest thing that, that I see is underestimating it. But then also at the same time, they overcomplicate it. They have mm. to think they have to have all these bells and whistles and $17,000 cameras and $2 million microphones. I'm like, it goes back to our first points of just do it. You don't necessarily need to be overcomplicated, but understand going into it, there is some work that takes and understand that you do have to respect what it takes to put these on. But at the same time, don't overcomplicate it. It's funny how people work. They overestimate or underestimate it, but then heavily overcomplicate it at the same time. I think that's the biggest one I see. I'm so glad you brought that up because, (laughs) and I've said this so many times, people don't realize what what goes on behind the scenes before the show even comes on live for that episode, the amount of time and effort uh, if you want to do a live show that's of quality and represent yourself and your brand in a, a, a way that you want it to be represented professionally, it takes a good amount of work for every single show. Uh, that's why I automated nearly every process I use now. It took time to get there, but uh, you can use a team. You can get a team, like you said, Dylan, to also help out. But for me, it's all about quality and more time is spent before the show by far than the show itself. And <laughs> after the show is over, another good deal of time is spent. And that is in the minor edits and the repurposing and the marketing and everything else that goes beyond. The live show is this tiny window of time and it's the funnest part of it, by the way. <laughs> uh, but when you have everything automated, it, the rest is not not fun because you're not doing it. You're, it's all automated, yeah. but definitely a uh, great thank you for that. Julie, what has been some of the big, pink, sorry to wake you up there. Uh, <laughs> what have been some of the big uh, pain points? You were wide awake, I just startled you. Um, uh, that you've been seeing over and over. I, I bet you've seen a bunch of them. Oh my gosh, so many, Um, you know, especially because I'm approving all of the comments that are coming into the group. But I think um, one of the huge ones is that the hesitation of people who believe that they have to have everything perfect, (laughs) that they have to have all of the backdrops and the overlays and the banners and the super expensive microphone and the super expensive camera and that they haven't, you know, the room behind them is messy and they they haven't thought about turning to just a blank wall because, you know, they're like, well, but then I don't have a fancy studio set up. And so they get to this point where they're trying to create perfection and perfection is a fairy tale. <laughs> it doesn't exist. There is no such thing as perfection. There is the, again, where Dylan said the overcomplicating it. And, and so it's this where they've got to really just slow down and go, what do I need to get this process going? What is what is the minimum to make it happen? And from there, then I can then build on it and build on it each week and go, okay, I got live. I got the first one out. I got the jitters out. You know, I hate the way I sound. I used to tell when I when I had my agency and I would tell my clients and they'd be like, I can't stand the way I sound. And I'm like, nobody likes the way they sound. There's actually a and I, I say this all the time and I, I there's a term for it um, that is a term for not liking the sound of your own voice. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I tell people, you have to get over that fear. And then they're like, and I don't look good on camera. I don't know how to be on camera. And so the other thing I tell people is, Set up a fake Facebook group with nobody else in it but you and go live in there a bunch of times and just get those jitters out and get that that feeling of pressing the button and going live. Then invite your husband in or your sister or your mother or whoever or somebody just so you start to get that you're talking to somebody and and from there then you know build up each time as we said with the cameras again you can you can slowly build. You can slowly add in the overlays. You can slowly add in the backgrounds. Oh, my goodness. I absolutely love it. I have my own Facebook group that I use just for that. Nothing more. Mm-hmm. I go in there and I, I test things for StreamYard and other things in there. I go live in there because there's no substitute for going live because right. we got more buttons to click. And then things kind of change their arrangement just a little bit in the window. And things that were, you know, if you practiced it 
20 times without going live, then you go live, you're going to go, what the heck just happened? I don't know what I'm supposed to do now. So, <laughs> so get, that was perfect. Uh, perfect advice. I love that. Uh, we got a comment coming in or two or three. Yeah. Kelly Crucial, Crucial. Sorry if I got that Kelly wrong. Kelly it's Crucial. She's actually on, she's on my team. She's on, oh man. She's a friend. She's a team she's, member. Hey, we got support. Love it. And then uh, Fran Jesse, I know her. I'm Yay. getting ready to make my first video. Thanks for the input. Yeah, reach out, Fran. Uh, we're friends. I will give you assistance in any way you want, uh, because this is the greatest. This is the greatest uh, avenue for media on the planet, in my humble opinion, for so many reasons. One is people get to see you. Um, I love Clubhouse. It's also phenomenal in different ways. Uh, but people get to see you. They get to interact with you. They can engage with you, and uh, you know they get to they get to see your essence. And it doesn't cost you, the studio owner, you know, studio time. You know, if you did this in the old days when you had to go to a television studio and you wanted to do a show, it would cost you thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars just to use the studio, let alone get the media time to put it up on a television station. So this, we're living in wonderful times. I, I, it's the greatest time to be alive, in my humble opinion. I'm a tech geek. I'm not young anymore. I'm 56, but I, I can't wait for the rest of what my life has to hold. Yes, you're welcome, Fran, anytime. Wonderful, wonderful. All right, uh, where were we? I got all messed up and loving myself there. That's uh... <laughs> oh yes. See, we're gonna have fun. I'm being real. This is like I, I don't know. I'm the most relaxed I've been in a long time. Uh, just with everything that went on today, it was one of those weird everything going crazy days. And one of those weeks. Got here, and I feel like I'm at home with you guys. That's why it's been one of those years. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God that last one's over. Um, yeah, yeah, true. So, okay, pain points. So let's go back around one more. Uh, Tim, what do you have? Yeah, you know, when I first started doing this, you know, my whole goal was to to get out there and to talk to the the different experts in the different areas of the challenges that my my clients face. And so, you know, I, I started off as an interview show and just using Zoom to to record the video. But then all of a sudden I, I had the video and now I had to put an intro in. I had to put an exit in. I had to extract the audio so I could do the podcast. And, and so, you know, my team members and myself, we were spinning our wheels just trying to really kind of create a, a workflow around the creation of this content so we could get the message out and, and help people with their challenges. And, you know, really for me, all of a sudden the revelation was, oh, I can do this live. I can have people type in, ask comments as I'm doing the show, but not only that, from start to finish, I can produce the whole thing going live, right? You, you go live, you can play an intro now, you can you know, throw in little commercial breaks, you can throw in the outro, and then it's done. You, you download the audio, you throw it up, and now you've got your podcast, and you don't have to upload video to, to YouTube and Facebook and, and LinkedIn. It's done for you now automatically. And so really my biggest pain point was just the production side of things mm. and putting everything together so that I could so I could keep talking to people and, and doing the fun part. Right. I don't want to get caught up in, in all the details of making this. I just I want to talk to people and learn and share that knowledge. And, and so really a lot of the pain point just using StreamYard has, has really been absolved because it's it's a turnkey, easy to use platform. Amen to all of that, brother. And here's the key for everyone that's ever going to do a live show or has done one. The most important part is that you show up and you be the talent. That means you need to be dedicated mentally toward what is the task at hand? Like for me, if I have too many things going on, like production wise, which I used to when I didn't automate things, that's in the back of my mind. Did I dot every I? Did I cross every T? What's going to screw up on this show versus showing up fully for my guests, being there for them, getting out of myself and my own business and being present for the other person? Because, again, that's what I'm about, lifting up the other people. That's what my show's about. And it's yeah, important to me. And actually, if I can touch on that that talent piece, Brian, because I think you brought something up so important for everyone listening to this. If you're doing any kind of a show where you're interviewing people, chances are the person you're talking to, they're a little bit uncomfortable. And your job as the talent is to spend some time before the show really crafting what it's going to look like, what direction are you going to go in, because you want to make that person you're talking to look like a star. And the more you can rehearse with them so that, right, and put them at ease, you're going to end up with a much, much better show 
because you've taken a little bit of time to, to make sure that that other person is going to shine just as bright as you do. So, so take that time to work with your guests beforehand through interview guides, through, you know, little questionnaires so that you can help prep them to keep them on a thread and you can really help them deliver their message because most people are not trained professional speakers. They just aren't. You know, I've hired some of the best speaking coaches <laughs> to help me develop messages and stay on topic and learn how to sell stories. People don't invest time and energy and effort to do that. So you can help them do that through a briefing before you start your live with them. Yeah, that's why I was saying before I do a 30 minute pre-show. All of us were on here for 30 minutes, getting to know each other, making sure all the tech was good, um, doing some checkout, you know, and, and you were talking about people being nervous and stuff. You know, that's why I'm so riding Christian so hard with all these jokes and stuff, because it broke his nervousness. You could see he's sweating. I'm so kidding. This guy's rock. He's a rock. He's awesome. He's a pro. Uh, I love this guy, man. He's just, I always pick on the quiet ones. I don't know why that is, but um, Christian, man, you're, you're bringing like massive value. You're bringing, and all kidding aside, you're, you're very experienced. You're masterful at what you do. Uh, you've said already so, ama so many amazing things, but um, what about you, brother? So I'd say this, I think a couple of the pain points, I think one is people want to ask, how do I get better at my live stream? I think the first Ooh. thing is practice. So, you know, to Julie's point, I think you mentioned having like overlays and backgrounds and all this other stuff. Look at it like this. Um, you want to show your audience as well while you're helping them that like you're doing this with them. So if you have everything at the same time and you're trying to, you know, make everything perfect, your audience is going to be like, well, hey, I, I'm not going to stick around with this person because, hey, you know, they've, they've done such a good job already that, oh, I won't ever get to that point. So they start having that self-doubt. So the key thing is going to be practice. So uh, you don't have to have every single one of the overlays. Maybe start with the, you know, the intro or the thumbnail. And maybe you have an outro, for example. And, you know, that's the first two things you do. And then as you build the show, then you can add segment graphics. You can add videos so you can scale it. But you don't have to have so much at one time because then it's just too overwhelming. So that's pain point number one. Now, pain point number two uh, is that people... For some reason, they think that they're going to immediately be able to monetize their live stream. Now, that, that's and I say pain point because that everybody's like, OK, hey, I bought all that equipment. But now you got to figure out how to pay for all that equipment. You know, and if you're for example, if you're not if you're struggling already with your business and growing it, then um, you're going to you're not going to immediately monetize a live stream. You have to have an audience. You know, you have to build that community that when you go live, they're tuning in because you know, the social platforms, they want to see that you're bringing viewers. They want to see engagement. So uh, point number two is, you know, monetizing your live stream. There are ways to do that, but don't always set out with monetization being number one. It could take a couple of years to monetize. So oh. get started and build on it and then make those investments as your business is growing. Yes. Mic drop. Yes. <laughs> do, you do you have that mic just to mic drop? Because I might need to, I need to go. Like no, that's actually real. A prop? Yeah, super nice. real. Yeah. That's pretty cool, actually. <laughs> I like that. It's actually part of a magic trick that you put it in a paper bag. It's a long story, but I found one, a portable <laughs> one that would not break my keyboard because that's what it landed on. You didn't even hear it. Um, oh, my gosh. Golden nuggets there, as usual, uh, from Christian, who I'm, I give a lot of hard time to, but I, I'm going to stop because you're amazing, dude. <laughs> I don't want you to get mad at me. I want you to be my friend. Yeah, okay. um, the so many great things so you said two years I, it's like wow i was watching an interview uh how many of you have heard of lewis Howes, mm -hmm. former uh professional football player and turned incredible entrepreneur he's all over the place he was being interviewed and the guy interviewing him asked him a question he said so lewis if someone came to you and they were talking about the fact they wanted to start a podcast now we're talking just the audio version that's what a podcast truly is for everyone that may not know it's audio only not video even though they're going that way um and he said well here's what i'd tell them first uh you gotta you gotta actually be consistent and whenever you decide to do it is do it at that same day and that same time every week or multiple times a week whatever that happens to be and number two and more importantly you must commit yourself to doing that for at least the magic number two years if they are not willing to do that, I would tell them, don't even get started. We didn't talk about monetization. None of that was discussed during this Q&A. That was telling. So 
you know, look, uh, we were talking about who was I talking about this earlier with today? It's not necessarily about monetizing. It's about building your platform. And I wanted to add to that where, you know, it took me in two years. I was just hitting that moment in time of my live show. And that's when the momentum started. He was spot on. And so are you, Christian, about the two years. And then uh, using a, a certain strategy I use, I continually ask for referrals in a certain way. I eventually landed the one and only Les Brown. I don't, some of you know who that is. Mm -hmm. Some of you don't. Mm -hmm. um, I've noticed some don't. I'm like, where, what rock are you living under? But he's amazing. <laughs> and he's been on my show. And, and because of that strategy, because of the two-year commitment is my point. And not talking about monetization. And then what I found after doing this for two years and striving for excellence all the time in every facet. I'm talking about the pre-show communication with the upcoming guests and the setup and the prep that they all go through and my system makes sure they do. And then the show itself. And then after the show, all the post-production, everything that goes into it, once you have that, people notice. And my show, without my intending it to be, became an incredible, powerful lead magnet for my business. Yeah. And so That's it wasn't right. focus, just as Christian was stating so pro properly, but it does definitely positively impact your business. If if you do it right, you do it high quality. <laughs> and again, within reason, within the resources you have. Go ahead, Christian. I was going to say, and, and that's another point that people look at it and say, okay, they want to generate revenue off of it. And that revenue may not be, you know, it may not be actual money up front. It may end up being you know what? Hey, this is helping drive more leads to my website. Exactly. You know, it's, it's not necessarily, Oh, I'm driving more people to my social channels. Like your following is, you know, it's okay, but like, that's not going to necessarily grow your business just because you had, you know, five more followers on Instagram or something mm -hmm. like that. It's potentially getting them back to your website, which can be an opportunity for them to schedule a coaching call with you, maybe buy a product from you, uh, learn from you. For example, you know, you're not going to, you're not going to get every single customer or person to become a customer, um, but you're going to be able to use it to generate more leads. Totally, totally true. Yeah, I mean, that's why I do it. <laughs> you see on you see on the top of this screen, streaming live on and then five. We're doing it to eight right now or seven right now. Uh, listen on down below on the bottom. There's actually 25 of those. I just couldn't fit them all. And Roku and Amazon Fire TV. Look, you're not making money from those, but here's what happened. Uh, how many of you have heard of Kevin Harrington? Shark Tank, original mm -hmm. shark on Shark Tank. He has a partner named Seth Green, and they do a podcast together. They've been doing it for years now. They have 500 plus episodes, and we got introduced, Seth and I. I've, I've met Kevin. We shared the stage once. I'm not name dropping, but yes, I am. It was awesome, and uh, it was fun. And so Seth reached out. You know, We were connected by someone else. We were introduced, and then so Seth did his own homework, and he made the comment. He came back, and he says, and we, we literally talked on, the, on Zoom, and he says, wow, I did some research. I looked you up, and my God, you're everywhere. And that's I just right. want to say, that's right. Yep. That's right. So that's you want to get right. out there. That's why, shameless plug, why I call it carpet bomb marketing. You saturate with everything you've got within reason, right? Uh, if you can automate it, it's, it can be near near or completely free. So just do it. And why not add it to your, your arsenal? Yeah. And so it works. Just be consistent. Two, minimum of two years. Uh, you know, get, get in touch with people like Julie, Christian, Tim, and Dylan. And you might make that even quicker than two years. Right. Oh, yeah. we'll help yeah. direct you to the shortcuts that many of us did by trial and error. And <laughs> touching on the monetization piece, a, a good friend of mine runs one of the, the top coaching consultancies out there. Right. Very, very successful. You know, runs a great podcast, great show. And I asked him one day, I said, have you made any money doing your podcast? And he thought for a second, he says, no, nah. he says, I've actually lost money doing it. But he says the relationships that I've made, he says, I've made millions off that. Mm -hmm. And so if you approach it from that standpoint, mm -hmm. you know, now, now there's different goals, but right. Always approach, you know, what's the end result? What are you looking for out of your show? Why are you doing it? And that's how you can measure the success of it. it is, is it helping you achieve whatever goals you set for yourself? Totally agree. It's yep. very similar, isn't it? To writing a book. I'm holding up another name drop, but yes, <laughs> it, it's very similar to, to writing your own book. Because a lot of people want to write a book and make a living off of the sales of the book. It, I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, most of the time, it just doesn't happen that way. Uh, but the good thing is, look, if anyone comes up to you and you're talking to them, and then during the course of conversation, they happen to mention, maybe you ask them what they've been up to, or, hey, I, I've authored a book. And the moment they say that, 
in your <laughs> eyes, do they not lift up in, in influence in your mind right then Absolutely. and there? Instantly. Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. The, it builds authority. That's exactly what this live show and live shows mm-hmm. like it are doing. Yeah. And so, and then when you're giving evidence of it by spitting it out to all of these platforms, there's no way people can't find you and know that you're serious. You know, it's showing that you have a commitment level. It's showing that you have a quality level, that you have a professionalism. It's not about the show itself. It's like, well, if I do business with that person or will I, will I want to do business <laughs> with that person? Uh, you know, if they're professional, yes. If they put on a shoddy show, they might give me shoddy service if I do business with them. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. So people, you're, people want to you're representing yourself in the best, yeah. you know, do the best you can, and but do it. Please don't, don't delay. Don't creep, try to be perfect. You heard everybody talk. <laughs> Go ahead, Dylan. You had something. Well, yeah. So I, I was just going to touch on there's, there's indirect ways to make money with shows and live streams. And there's of course, direct, right? Direct is, you know, selling sponsorships, ad space, all that good stuff. But the indirect monetization is so much more powerful. Like when I do shows or when I hop on shows or anything, it's, it's literally just to build a top down awareness of myself. I just want to, I want people to know what Dylan Schinholzer is. And then that way, because I do multiple things, I'm never trying to sell one product at any given time. I'm trying to sell myself. And what it does is it gives me that outlet to do it. And then if you're hosting a show, right, and this maybe goes into some other topics around how to market and things like that, but it's a powerful relationship tool because when you can open your platform to other people that you're looking to connect with. So I'm in the business of working with influencers and throwing their events. Well, the best way to connect was in that space was get them on my show. It gave me a reason to reach out that wasn't pitchy or sales, right? It was more or less, hey, man, I just want to give you an outlet because I think what you talk about is cool. Tell my people about it. And then what that does is after the show, I was like, hey, man, what what are you doing next Tuesday? Uh, I need a speaker. Or, hey, man, like I would love to be able to – I have some ideas I want to pitch you or things. And they're more receptive. So I've always do shows and things not about the direct money I get, but it's the indirect thing. It's the indirect impact that I get from relationships or top or people sharing my stuff out and and people go, oh man, he sounds semi-intelligent unless they're watching this. And then, uh, then they'll go, okay, great. Let me go over to this platform that he runs or this business that he does or whatever, because he sounded halfway intelligent on that show. Right. So I, I think the indirect monetization is what most people don't, they, they, they don't get that, that instant gratification of like that $5,000 sponsorship check when I forego that. And go on to, you know, bring on much more money on the back end with the people I connect with and the top influence that I get. And the magic word there was relationship. Relationships all day, every day. That's I'm in the business. That's all I do is build relationships. And how can I do it? Do more shows like this? Can I get it out? You're on like 42 different uh, podcast or um, outlets here, right? Every one of those, every time you put a show on it, you're building a relationship with someone on that platform. Even if it's just you talking and they're listening, you're building that relationship. So everything I do is built on how can I develop relationships and live streams is just an amazing way to do so. And hosting them is one thing, right? And that's mm-hmm. a great thing. And what I learned through a podcasting expert friend of mine is the maybe not as equally important, but possibly greater importance is getting on other people's shows. And that includes audio podcasts only. Uh, He explained that how his business skyrocketed when he did what he called podcast guest marathons. He would have someone get him booked in his team on as many. He would like carve out three days and just say, get as many as you can for me. And he would do that. And then when they ask him about how to get in contact with him, this is the goal right here is not go to my Facebook page and look up my name and, and message me. He would tell them to go to his podcast website. And yeah. from there to subscribe. And now he's building a following is genius. It's subtly yeah. genius. And so I just want to impart that. The cool thing, though, is when you're hosting a high quality live show, that opens the door for you to be a guest on many more. Than if you oh, want. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But being a guest, what goes back to the authority building, right? If I can build my authority, I build my influence. And if I do have something to sell or if I'm trying to build my brand or whatever it is, or I'm just trying to get to as many people as possible to talk about events with them, that authority, I call it authority hacking, being able to get them on your show, that'll, that'll get your show in front of their audience. And then going on other shows helps you develop your authority. It's like writing a book. I was, I'm a guest on this show, this show, this show. It's like writing a book. Your, your authority starts to become a little bit more when you know, they're, you're leveraging their influence, right? Uh, and when you're on a guest on a show, if that show has a following, you becoming a guest 
uh, on that show gives you authority because now you have the validation of the host that everyone is following and, and loves. So I can authority hack by getting on other people's shows. And it leverages. Yes. You have a whole new tribe watching uh, yeah. and interacting with you as well. And I mean, it, this is one of the most powerful things people can use. And, and if they just get out of that rut of trying to find a way to make money with it directly, that's exactly. when they'll see the real value come through. It's about yep. building relationships. It's long-term, not short, quick kill. I got to make a commission and run. It's build the relationship, establish it. If you go into this with it, with the mindset of it not being for directly for making money, I personally think you'll have greater success. Uh, the long-term plays always work better than the short-term. Short-term works, can work, but they're temporary. Long-term yep. is a lot more permanent and lasting. And just think of all the wonderful breadcrumbs you're leaving throughout the world through all the uh, venues and, and platforms we've been talking about. And in speaking terms, like if you're on stage, that's what we would call a stage swap, where you would be a guest on someone else's stage in return for them saying, okay, but I'm going to do the opposite and we'll have you on ours as well. And right. so the same thing with podcasts and, and live video, it works really great. Yeah. Just make sure Absolutely. they're a fit. Got to fit. Gotta, it got to make sense, but. Both ways. Yeah. And I want to add something real quick to that. I mean, it's the fact that, um, if you are, you know, if you're getting consistently going live, so, you know, it's great, like be consistent, go live on a regular basis, but also, you know, think about the long game, you know, it's a couple of years, for example, but also don't be afraid to be making changes and adjustments as things are moving along. So, and what I mean by that is like, oh, don't, you know, it's not about substituting equipment. It's about looking at your process. So for example, uh, you mentioned, for example, Brian, that you have like, automation on some of the things, you know, think of smarter ways to take, take bigger jumps ahead. You know, these are things like, for example, if I have to send someone an email and I'm like, Hey, you know, do you want to be on my show? And then, you know, and then I have to deal with the whole back and forth. Well, okay. Yeah. What time? And then I have to send them everything back. There are, you know, there are tools out there like uh, Calendly, Harmonizely, you know, that you can send the calendar link to somebody and they can only book a certain slot, for example, and vice versa. This takes out the guesswork yep. out of having to do all that back and forth. So that's a smart, a, a way to work smarter because now you want to book people for your show. You send them one link. The person then doesn't have to send you a message back and you can even use it to collect feedback for your show, like questions. So there's not a lot of back and forth and downtime. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And I even, I do that as well. And it's a, it's a godsend. I could not do what I'm doing. I would not do what I'm doing without the automation part of it. Uh, I, I have an onboarding form. You guys all, most, uh, not all of you went through it, uh, but that was a, a mini version. Uh, Julie went through the, the big version. I then changed it right after I saw that, <laughs> that, like you said, make adjustments. That's what I did. I'm, I'm constantly doing that, improving. But uh, one of the things that results typically is I have an, a document automatically generated in Google Docs with your bio, the answer you had to why you think you would bring value to the show. Also, all the questions you chose to be asked for the show. Uh, so you didn't see that. Uh, so everything's done. I, the Q&A part used to take hours and hours doing manually. Now I just give them 38 questions, choose 10, and we're good. You, you tick the box. You choose what I'm going to ask you. And just made it a system, and it's worked beautifully. And I don't even use the 10 questions hardly. I use maybe the first three, and then we go organically like we've been doing tonight. Oh, my God. It's 629. Are you kidding me? I'm having yeah. too much fun. Uh, so real quick, I know everyone that came on uh, in the beginning. You heard this thing about a prize. We're going to do that real quick, and we'll come back and wrap it up. So for those of you watching, uh, remember in the beginning I said take notes and don't, um, don't go clicking away and stuff like that. But now – I think Dylan, Julie, Tim, and Christian will also give you permission to do what I'm saying, and that is take out your phone, take your gaze away from us for just a moment, but you'll still have to look back. And yes, yes, you can do this too. Please do. What I want you to do, this, is, vacation. this is how you can enter to win a five-night stay at a five-star luxury resort of your choosing. And here's what you do. Take out your message app on your phone, fire that up, your text message app. And where you would type in the name of the person normally that you're going to text instead, put in this number, 314-665. They're all doing it behind the scenes. 1767. I love this. 314-665-1767. If you're watching this uh, and you're not a guest, go ahead and write this down because I'm going to take the screen down and I want you to get it. This will be open till the end of the evening. And then 
where you actually put in the message where you might put in emojis, those kind of things. No emojis, just two words separated by a dash or a hyphen. And those words are peak, P-E-A-K, dash, vacation. All together, no spaces, peak vacation, send that off, and then monitor your phone. You're going to get an automated response back asking you for your email address, and that will then officially enter you into the contest. Compliments of the Big Insider Secrets, our buddies, Jason Nast, the owner, dear friend of mine who lets us give this away every single week, every show, actually. We do more than one a week now on average. So go ahead, get that entered. I can't wait to see who's going to win that. Uh, you're going to be asked later. You don't have to, if you're the winner, to provide your Facebook information, just your profile, so we can say congrats and give you a, a high five on online and and then get others to come watch the show. To be honest, that's another strategy. We're just <laughs> building back the curtain. That's why we do it this way. So you can offer incentives like that. Um, and my friend has offered that to anyone who is my friend. So if you're not my friend, you don't get it. But if you are my friend, and you probably are because if you're watching this, um, or if you're on as part of the panel here, they're all my friends. Christian may differ on that opinion, but I think he's my friend. <laughs> I'm your friend. Yes. Okay, good. I, I, I picked on you so hard. I apologize, but you're just, you're a fun guy. I appreciate you for putting up with it. Uh, but yeah, definitely do stuff like that. Implement it and announce it in the beginning. That helps retention. I'm just pu pulling back the curtain for everybody. Uh, you can do different things like that. Having multiple people I noticed is also a little better than just one every single time. So mix it up now and then. All right. Yeah. I know we're a little bit over, but I want to give you each a, another chance for a, a final parting um, tip. Anything you want on live streaming could be hardware, software, how you smile, what bling you wear, don't wear your makeup. I'm wearing some, by the way, just so the guys know. I'm, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, I don't even know what they call it. It's not like guy up, you know, like guy liner, but it's uh, guy liner. <laughs> yeah, like makeup. I know that was bad. Oh, I haven't is. heard that one. Yeah, here it is. I just did that. Hey. You know, I'm, I'm not a young fart anymore. Anyway, so um, Dylan, we'll just we'll do the same thing. Go around the horn. Uh, what would be one final quick tip or parting words of advice you can give our wonderful viewing and listening audience? Keep it simple, stupid. Uh, don't overcomplicate it. You know, there's things that you need to do and, and standards you need to do meet. But at the end of the day, keep it simple. Stupid will will allow you to not overcomplicate it, get overwhelmed. And once you get overwhelmed, it's a it's a wash. So I would just say as a life advice, event advice, live stream advice, just keep it simple, stupid and keep it moving. OK, real quick. I got to interject on that, because just so people know that that comes from an acronym KISS. Mm -hmm. So we're not calling everybody stupid. Uh, for one, <laughs> and well, it, it, <laughs> that was great. I have a friend who uh, is Sicilian in nature, and he did this from the stage, and he talked about it, and he brought up the the whole thing. You know, we were talking about keeping it, you know, doing it uh, without complicating. He goes, it's like kiss. Everybody, who knows what kiss means? And someone raised their hand and said, "Keep it simple, stupid." He goes, "Oh no, no, no! It's keep it simple, Sicilian." <laughs> so he lightened the the load of the stupid part i thought that was cool all right sorry julie what is yeah. your parting tip so you know you're gonna have to get started at some point and in order to do that you're gonna have to get over your fears so go practice get those done but also go watch and find other people that you resonate with their live shows and start to take pieces from each of those. Now, obviously, you cannot go copy their live show and, and recreate it. But you can pull little things from multiple different people's live shows that you like and that resonate with you. Because if you're comfortable and things are resonating with you, you're going to exude that comfort and that confidence out to the rest of the world. I love it. I love it. All right. The man, the myth, the legend, Timothy J. McNeely. What is your final parting word of advice? What I'm going to close with a story, and the purpose of this story is to illustrate that the power of doing a show. And July 20th, 1969, the first man walked on the moon, and he left his footprints up there. And on the moon, there's no wind, there's no rain, there's no weather. And those footprints today in 2021 look exactly like they did in 1969, and they're going to be exactly the same a million years from now.
And you too, you leave footprints on the hearts and the minds of everyone that you come in contact with. And streaming and having a platform, that's your opportunity to leave your footprints and to have an impact on people. And so, so get clear about what your message is. What's the impact you want to have? And if you do that, all the other puzzle pieces are going to fall in place for you. Woo, baby. Okay, I got to do it. Mic? I got to do it. Hey, Here, wait for it. Boom. Yes. <laughs> that was you, gotta, you have to get one of the little uh, lower third animation gifts that are possible here in StreamYard. It's just a mic drop every time someone does one. Not nearly as much fun, though, bro. <laughs> That's true. Fair. Fair. Very fair. <laughs> I give it to you. I got to get me one. A little squishy microphone. Give me a little sound effect like I just broke my desk <laughs> or something. That would be good. <laughs> All right. Christian, you've had a long time to think about it now. No pressure, but this better be a good one. I'm Ooh, kidding. So um, what do you have? <laughs> let's see. So best piece of advice I think would be uh, don't have gas or gear acquisition syndrome. So you're going to watch people doing their live streams and they're going to go and, you know, you're going to be like, well, hey, I got to get that mic because this person upgraded, you know, or, oh, they got a new webcam. Remember, like, if you develop a plan, the whole thing is work the plan, work the system. So, you know, don't be like, it's great, like somebody else got some equipment, but it doesn't mean that you need to go out and get that yourself as well. You know, remember, work your plan, um, you know, when you get to the certain points, maybe set that as a milestone, like, okay, hey, you know, if I get to a certain number of viewers, for example, or a certain number of uh, subscribers on a channel, then I might need to upgrade something. But don't, you know, just don't be buying stuff just because someone else is doing it. So sales drive service. I love it. You guys are amazing. Thank you so much for coming on. Everyone who watched uh, live, thank you for coming on. Those of you that are watching the recording, thank you for your spending your valuable time with us. And those listening on podcast, the same goes for you. Uh, definitely, I hope you took a lot of notes because these are these are experts in the field. And they are giving their value, their heart, their experience. And they only charged me $200,000 for it. It's, it's really been a deal. I'm kidding. They charged me nothing. And you got incredible value uh, from these amazing, amazing professionals. And I can't thank you all enough. I appreciate you, Dylan, Julie, Tim, Christian. Thank you from the bottom of my heart uh, with all seriousness. And I know we had some fun tonight. And thank you, Christian, so much for letting me pick on you so hard. Um, and you've been a great, great guy. And I, I look forward to getting to know each and every one of you at a deeper level, if, if you're open to that after tonight. Um, appreciate y'all. And on behalf of these amazing people, that's it. We're a wrap. My name is Brian Kelly. I am the host of the Mind Body Business Show. Until next time, we will see you. Be blessed. So long for now. Thank you for tuning in to the Mind Body Business Show podcast at www.themindbodybusinessshow.com. My name is Brian Kelly.